You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are, uh, I guess I'll call it a mini buy for our team after the Thursday night victory on Thanksgiving night, 31 to 6 over the New Orleans Saints. So now for many of us recording this on Sunday, right, you just get to watch some NFL today, see what happens in some important games, what that looks like for the rest of the league. But honestly, moving forward, right, puts us in a position to uh, to kind of kick back and look forward to Monday night football against the New England Patriots in Orchard Park in the following week. Now with this, right, I've got a few thoughts I figured I'd share with you guys. And of course, coming to you on a Monday because uh, the Overreaction Sports Podcast with Joe Miller already took place after Thursday night's game, as did Circling the Wagons. So shout out to those two guys, right? You've got a game that ends at 11.30, getting into their own home studios and recording Nate for doing a great job with circling the wagons. And of course, Joe jumping online with so many of you, our listeners and viewers on the YouTube page to uh, to record his show and put that together. So, uh, to you know, to those guys, I think a lot of times people, you know, you you listen to the shows, you subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings, either here on the podcast network or on the YouTube channel. And you realize, right, like these guys are going to work at 1130 at night to put out a show for for you guys in their free time, right? Two guys that have careers and have families. So shout out to Nate and Joe for everything that they do, not just for Buffalo Rumblings, but for all the listeners and fans out there of their two shows. Now today, a few things I wanted to touch base with you guys on, just some thoughts coming off of the game on Thursday and uh, and a few things that I figured are, are worth mentioning to Bills fans that are out there. Now, the first thing I wanted to touch base on was the play of Stefan Diggs. And, you know, most notably, I think when we talk about Diggs from that game on Thursday night, you know, you can look at the stat line. People can say, okay, he's not getting the targets. He's not getting the same numbers that he did in the past. He is certainly getting the touchdowns. And his touchdown against Marshawn Lattimore on Thursday night was a thing of beauty, right? You're talking about a a five-yard play inside the red zone. Um, Absolutely just put Marshawn Lattimore on skates and Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best cornerbacks in football, right? Not taking anything away from him, an unenviable task of, of guarding someone like Stephon Diggs. And, you know, now you're in this position and you've got to, you know, make a play, a perfect pass from, from Josh Allen. And really with that, you know, here you are where you've got Stephon Diggs, you know, capping off an impressive night, seven receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown against one of the best cornerbacks in all the league. And, you know, as we go through, I think one of the knocks that came on Diggs 
last season, as phenomenal of a season as it was, is that he wasn't finding uh, finding the end zone enough. Right now we hear he is in this season where he's got seven touchdown receptions already, four within his last three games, which is incredibly impressive, right, when you when you think about that. And you look back to his 2020 season, again, as fantastic as he was, right? I mean, there's nothing to really nitpick. But he had eight touchdowns in total. And three of those came in week 15, uh, again, or week 16, sorry, against the New England Patriots, where he absolutely went bananas with nine receptions for 145 yards. But eight touchdowns all of last season, seven already this year. And I think as you see him, right, it might be one of those pieces where it's like, okay, the volume might be down a little bit. The targets might be down a little bit. Of course, we're seeing Dawson Knox and how much more effective he has been. You talk about the addition of Emmanuel Sanders and, you know, you still have Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis and yada, yada, all those type of things that come together. But Stephon Diggs becoming more of a red zone threat for the Buffalo Bills And oh yeah, by the way, still doing a fantastic job as one of the top receivers in all of football at this time. But that that route he ran against Marshawn Lattimore, right? I mean, that in itself encapsulates how good Stephon Diggs is and how important he is to the Bills. And can he continue to make plays like that down the stretch as the Bills get to a critical point within their schedule? I mean, you even think just these next four games, right? You've got the New England Patriots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, and then the Patriots again. Um, So certainly three defenses that they'll be playing over these next four games um, that have been doing some good things this season and that certainly have some talented cornerbacks. And let's see what Diggs and the rest of the Buffalo Bills passing game can do throughout this stretch. Uh, Another piece I wanted to address with you guys, and I touched base on this in my four downs column, which you may have seen already at buffalorumblings.com, and it's really what to make of the inactives from Thursday's game. Isaiah McKenzie was on Twitter uh, earlier in the day on Thanksgiving saying that that he was, uh, was out for the season and would be inactive on Thursday. Now, one thing him saying he would be inactive for Thursday Okay, I guess I can kind of see that a little bit. Nowhere with him on the injury report. Marquez Stevenson back off of IR, giving the rookie a chance based on one fumble by McKenzie um, the previous week. So, you know, take that for for what it is. But for him to say that he's out for the season seemed a little bit odd to me. And I don't know if he was just taking the news and maybe embellishing a little bit. Uh, When I say taking the news, I mean taking it a little bit hard. I'm not quite sure. So that was one to me that that certainly stood out. I have been surprised that McKenzie has not been utilized more in the Buffalo Bills offense this season. Really, as I have looked at things and looked at his play, you know, he was someone in the 2020 season. He had like 30 receptions on 32 attempts from Josh Allen. And I think in a lot of that, right, when you talk about it, of course, it, you know, it's not that you're throwing downfield or utilizing him, but like these little jet sweep, tiny pitches that, you know, (laughs) average depth of target is about half a yard taking place, but utilizing him rather effectively uh, in that scenario. And that really has not happened this year, not seeing him utilized on offense and what that has meant. Now, personally, I just thought that was, well, listen, he is being valued as a, as a punt returner and a kick returner and they don't want to risk you know utilizing him in in any other way Um, 
but honestly, this season, he's only had eight receiving targets on the year throughout the throughout the season so far for five receptions. And you go through and it just seemed like he was an effective part of the Bills offense last season. Certainly has not been the case this year. Um, and one thing to correct myself, 30 receptions on 34 targets last year, right? Appearing in 16 games. So I, I, that was a little bit of a head scratcher to me. I understand the the poor fumble against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it happened at one of the worst times, right? You're down 17 to 7, getting the ball back before the end of the first half, thinking, hey, if we can get some points on the ball on the board, come out with the ball in the second half, we can make something work here. I totally get that. Um, but if he truly is out for the season because of that one fumble, that's what we're looking at here. I uh, I certainly will be surprised. Again, as someone that I think has been an effective weapon for the Buffalo Bills offense in the past and maybe a little bit underutilized this year again because I thought they were just relying on him as the kick returner and felt that they did not have another option. So that is something certainly to monitor. The other one that is most notable is the uh, Zach Moss running back being inactive as well. I myself have been frustrated with Zach Moss's play as of late. And I don't know if that's just me kind of buying into when I say some of the narrative out there. I mean, it's not like he has been effective. So I don't narrative probably isn't the right word. Right. But as more and more people chat about it, just him struggling to to find holes along the offensive line, looking like he's running into the back of his blockers, um, just not as effective as you would expect from a third round pick. I mean, certainly seeing like. Devin Singletary has been more effective than he has this season. Now you go into it, Matt Breida certainly flashing uh, against the the New York Jets and against Indianapolis, and now against the Saints, proving to be you know providing more of a speed option uh, than you're certainly getting from someone like Zach Moss, and uh, Zach Moss being inactive. And again, I will be curious to see what that means for future weeks if the Bills will just. Honestly, keep Moss inactive, rely on Singletary and Brita as long as those two guys are healthy. Of course, Taiwan Jones on special teams, Reggie Gilliam as your uh, as your pseudo fullback, and see what will happen there. So Zach Moss, another one to to monitor. And finally, I mean, I guess the last one you could say would be Vernon Butler. He has just struggled. So I, I don't think that one does not come as too much of a surprise. Um, honestly, you had. Eli Anku and Brandon Bryant, right? Two practice squad players elevated playing over him on Thursday night, both seeing significant snaps. So for me, um, Vernon Butler, he may be inactive for the rest of the season. That would not be too much of a surprise. Final thing I want to touch base on, really, that stood out to me on Thursday. And I did think, right, you had the guys getting the trophies, getting the turkey legs at the end of the game. Josh Allen certainly deserving to be there, Dawson Knox, and, and Stephon Diggs too. But but one guy that was notice, noticeably absent was Ed Oliver, and he was certainly a menace in the backfield the entire time on Thursday night. And it's just great to see Ed Oliver playing more consistent this season. And, you know, it's tough, right? At that defensive tackle position, you, you might not make as many splash plays. The Buffalo Bills with their rotation and what they do along the defensive line, right? It's not that somebody's out there playing 90, 95% of the snaps. Um, but Oliver is making more and more disruptive plays each and every week. 
you know, finally gets in the sack column this week after having others in weeks past wiped out because of penalties, um, just continuing to, to, to make an impact, right? And you see him getting more and more pressures on the quarterback, continuing to improve. And here he is in year three, right? And we talk about year three being that, that breakthrough year. Um, many fans had been a bit impatient with Oliver early on. I mean, we saw that. I mean, it was typical, right, with this draft class. You talk about Ed Oliver, Cody Ford, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary. We really talked about it coming into this season. As here are three guys that fans might need to be a little bit more patient with. Um, we've certainly seen it pay off for Dawson Knox, a little bit to a lesser extent with Devin Singletary, right, maybe establishing himself as that lead back ahead of Zach Moss, as we just talked about before. Cody Ford, I'm not going to get into. Um, but Ed Oliver certainly having that opportunity to shine. And maybe some of that has you know, been that he has the ability to step up with the absence of Justin Zimmer, a little bit less of a rotation there, him playing more of the snaps maybe than he than he would normally. Um, 61% of the snaps against the Saints. And again, just an absolute menace with two quarterback hits, a pass defense, four tackles. Um, I just really like what I'm seeing out of Ed Oliver. And you guys know, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not breaking down the tape. I'm not able to look at things and see what he's doing in certain gaps and stunts and blah, blah, and all these different pieces. That is not me. I'm just talking to a man watching the game, Ed Oliver being an absolute menace. And I like what he's bringing to the Buffalo Bills defense. And he's going to need to continue to do that for them to be effective down the stretch. And when you talk about that effectiveness too, right, that's also without Star Latulale these last couple of games. And that certainly um, hurts the Buffalo Bills defense. They will need him back. And I hope he is healthy and able to come back. I mean, I hope he's healthy. That, that's first and foremost. Secondary, I hope he's able to come back and play effectively against the New England Patriots um, because certainly a, a run-first type of offense, the Bills will need him to be effective in that Monday night matchup and for their chances to stand to win the AFC East. So, Listen, I'm going to get out of here for now. Again, I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. I hope for many of you it was a long weekend, time to spend with friends and family. Um, I'm going to get out of here for now, but I appreciate you guys listening to me with this bonus episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Thank you, as always, for uh, supporting buffalorumblings.com, visiting the site, subscribing to our podcast network, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and as always, go Bills. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. 
Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.